Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today, I wanted to share with you all about how Christ is all that we need. Now, we hear this all the time, that we have everything we need in Jesus. But today, I want to help you understand and receive the revelation of what it really means to have Christ be everything that we need in life. And this week is special. It's Holy Week. It's Easter week, right? We're going to be celebrating Jesus dying on the cross and rising on our behalf. And I want to share with you all just the revelation of what it means of what Jesus really did on the cross for us. Because many of you maybe have, you know, heard, you know, Jesus bearing our sins, him dying on the cross, his blood shed for us. But maybe you're in a place where you don't really have that revelation of what that actually means in your life. And so stay tuned, continue listening in. But near the end of this video, I'm also going to be diving into scriptures to help you realize what that means. Because just recently, God's given me just a fresh revelation of what it meant for him to die for us and even the significance of the day that he died and the Passover meal. So it's going to be amazing. So I'm excited to be able to share that with you all. So first, I wanted to share a devotional that I had read um, that was given to me from a friend. It's been an amazing devotional that I've been reading every day. Um, but in the devotional, it was giving an analogy. Imagine yourself at a friend's house and you're at their fridge. And you know, you're wanting to get something to eat or drink maybe, but you probably have hesitations because it's not your fridge, right? You have to ask permission, you have to be hesitant, and, and you don't have full liberty and freedom to get whatever you feel like. Now imagine if you're at your home and you're at your own fridge, you feel like you have the liberty to take whatever you wanna take because it's your fridge, right? It's your food and you've bought everything that's in there. And so I was giving this analogy in that as a child of God, we can approach God as if that was our fridge. We don't have to feel hesitant or feel like we're restrained um, in approaching the Lord, right? If we are in right standing with God and we're living in Him and abiding in Him, we have full access to every blessing that God has for us. That's why in Ephesians 1 verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Right, and so we're gonna be talking about that, how we have everything in Christ. And another verse that I wanted to share is John 15, seven to eight. Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So what Jesus is saying right there in that passage is, if you remain in me, right? And my words remain in you. That's key. So there's a condition. It's not like anyone can ask Jesus for anything. But if you're living rightly with him and you're living as one with him, you can ask anything that you wish and he will do it. Why? For God's glory, right? And so you may be asking, well, why are there some unanswered prayers or why is God not meeting everything? Well, there could be many reasons, but one of them could be for you just have a selfish reason, right? You're making a request because it's not for God's glory, but it's for your own. Or second of all, the Lord may see you that you're just not ready to receive what he wants to give you. It's not the right time, right? Scripture says that he's a loving father and he, dis he disciplines us. And so like any loving father, if you know that your kid is not going to be able to handle the blessing, he will wait for that right time. And so that's the reason why, you know, you may be having those questions, but we never have to be hesitant to come to God with our request. 
He's a loving father. We need to start seeing God as our father. Like just as a loving father wants to give the best to their kids, right? And you know, when you ask God for things, it's not like he's upset at you. Like he wants to be a provider. He wants to lavish you with every spiritual thing that you need and every physical need that you have, right? Both spiritual blessings and physical blessings. I'm going to continue to read on in Ephesians 1, 4 to 8. It says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he so lavished on us. So I love what this verse is saying um, in verses four to eight. It says that before God even created the world, he chose us and predestined us that we would be holy and blameless. And even though like, you know, many of you probably know the story of Adam and Eve because they sinned, we all were born into sin. But because the Lord had already planned, he already knew all that was gonna happen. And so before he even made the world, he already planned that he would send Jesus on our behalf right, on our behalf to die for us, to shed his blood so that we could be pure vessels, right, so that we can live out the initial intention that God created us to live, which is to be holy and blameless before his sight. In verse 4, it says, in love, right, because God so loved us that he sent Jesus on our behalf to be able to give of himself so that we can experience the life to the fullest. Guys, like, understand that when we are living apart from God, we, that's the reason why we get depressed. We, we feel like we're missing something in our lives because we're all created to live for Jesus. Like he's our creator, he's our father, he's our maker. And when we don't live life and how we were created to live, that's when we feel not good enough. That's when we feel like there's a lack. That's when we feel like there's something missing. And no matter what we pursue, whether we pursue fame, you know, fortune, money, success, all those things will never be enough. And that's why we need Christ and everything we need is in him and here in ephesians it talks about the redemption of his blood it's through the blood of christ that we can be made new and i will be talking about that later on this video of the importance of the blood of jesus colossians 2 9 also says for in christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form and in christ you have been brought to fullness he is the head over every power and authority and so what colossians 2 9 is saying here is that through Christ, we also have full access to the power of God. We can receive healing, right? We can start praying for people and releasing them from bondage. So like all these things come when we are in Christ. So the first thing I want you all to understand is that in Christ, we have access to every spiritual blessing, every physical blessing and the power of God all through Christ. And the second thing that I want you all to realize is that when we come to Christ, he gives us a life and a future. Jesus says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I have come to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Through Christ, we have access, like I said earlier, to live the life that he created us to live. And I don't know if you guys have heard my testimony, if you haven't listened to our previous video or podcast called Leaving Shame Behind, but in there, in that video, I share the details of my testimony. But guys, like I cannot say how much God has done for me in my life. And I never want to forget what he's done. You know, like, yes, I grew up as a Christian, but in my growing up as a Christian, growing up in the church, I didn't live for the Lord. Like he wasn't Lord or Savior over my life. Like sure, I read the Bible, but I didn't apply the Bible into my life. I didn't live fully a fully surrendered life to Christ. 
and I backslided. I did so many bad things, you know, and you know, when I look back at my past, I can think like, man, like I was so full of shame. I was so full of darkness and I was so lost. I, I couldn't even imagine myself even teaching the word of God like I am today, but God gave me a chance. Even though I messed up, even though I turned around, he still gave me a chance. And that's why God sent Jesus is because he knew that we're in sin. He knew that we would mess up and that he knew that we would need Christ. And praise God that in 2015, you know, I turned my life around. I gave my life to Jesus and I decided that I would dedicate my life to living for him, right? To tuning into what God wants me to do, to surrendering my life to him every single day. Even if it means letting go of good things, saying yes to him because I can trust and know that he has better things. I can say that I'm here today because of what Christ has done for me. If it wasn't for his grace or his mercy, I would not be here. I still remember being just filled with so much shame because I lived my life for like a year to two years of just living a, a life of a lie. I lied to every single person I knew. No one knew about my life. No one knew about my past and what I was into. You know, I was living a life of impurity, gone to the wrong relationship and just this huge mess. I still remember just thinking to myself like, God, like I'm stuck. I don't know how I can get out of this. I felt like I was living a double life, you know, like constantly wearing a mask. But the Lord reminded me of a verse. It was John 8, 32 that says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the truth is in Jesus, his word, what Christ has done for us. And I decided that day to live for him. And here I am today. I saw Jesus take away my shame and replace it with his righteousness. I saw him take away my darkness and replace it with his light. When I deserve condemnation, he gave me his life to save me. When I couldn't see rightly, he gave me his perspective to see rightly. All hope was lost. God came and he gave me a future and a hope, right? An eternal life with him. When I lost everything, he gave me everything, his life. And just as Jesus did that for me, he has done that already for you. Now it's just up to you to take hold of what he's done, right? Scripture says that he died for us while we were yet sinners. Like God isn't waiting for us to get our lives right. He already gave it all, even while we were sinners. But now it's your chance to take and allow him to transform your life. Because even though Jesus died on the cross, if we don't believe in him and we don't live for him, we don't get to experience the full blessings that come in him. Right, and the point of this video is to share with you all that we have everything we need in Christ, but if we don't give our lives to Christ, we don't receive the promises that he has for us. Like John 10, 10, Jesus clearly says, for the enemy has come to kill, still and destroy us, but he has come to give us life and life to the fullest. Jesus didn't just come so that we would have eternal life in heaven, but to also experience a life to the fullness here on earth, where we can experience actual true joy. We can experience peace. We can actually see ourselves offering hope to the world. Right? Like we all want to make an impact because God created us to, to make an impact. Scripture says in Matthew 5 that we are the light of the world, right? Like let our, let our light shine so people can see the glory of God. Like we are created to inspire and to impact lives. But the thing is we can't do that without Christ. And so if you haven't given your life to Jesus or maybe you believe in him, but you're not living rightly, like this is the time to live rightly for him. There's no better time than this to give ourselves to Jesus because he will turn your life around no matter how hopeless you feel. If you're in a relationship right now, you know, with a guy or a girl and you know it's not of God, let it go, right? Like the reason why you're holding on to it is because you feel like that's all you can have, right? That there's nothing better. And it's not that that person is bad, but God has something better for you, right? Like it's time to take hold and, and trust God, right? Like it's only until 
we fully surrender our lives and obey God, that we experience his blessings. If we don't experience his blessings, but we continue to read his word, we continue to like go to church, worship him, but if we don't live that surrendered life, we don't experience the full blessings that he has for us. That's what Jesus even says in that verse I read earlier, John 15, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. The only way to remain in God is to live in him, to live a life that is living according to his word, according to what he says for us to do. And so this is a time that God wants to pour out his blessings upon you. He's ready to give you that, your husband, your wife, right? He's ready to like launch you into the, into the calling that he has for you. But first we have to surrender our lives to him. We have to make our lives right. And I know how it feels. It's scary, you know, like, and in essence, it feels like you're taking a chance or risking your life. Well, I'm telling you, it's worth the risk because I can tell you right now, there has been no regrets of me doing anything that God has called me to do. The only regrets I've had in my life is doing things that God did not tell me to do or that were not according to his word. So know that Jesus has given his life, right? He died on the cross so that we could have a second chance, right? Like just like I was sharing before, if you're struggling with shame, Know that Jesus is ready to take away your shame and give you his righteousness, his purity. Like if you feel like you're lost and you have no chance, he's here to give you another chance. And you still have an opportunity to live for him and to take hold of what he's done for you. When God gave me that revelation, I just started giving thanks. I was like, God, Jesus, I thank you for giving me you. I thank you for your life. Because if it wasn't for him dying on the cross on our behalf, we wouldn't be able to be with Jesus or even have this future, right? Like what I said before, we're all born into sin, but because of Jesus who was pure and spotless, he died for us. And when we read through the Old Testament in the Bible, we see that there always had to be a shedding of blood, right? To redeem any sin. Whenever there was a wrongdoing, blood had to be shed every single time. But because Jesus died on the cross, he says, it is finished that we no longer have to shed blood of animals, right? Like Jesus, the spotless lamb, he has covered our sins. And so when G when God, when we come to God and we ask him for forgiveness and we turn our lives around, he no longer sees our sin, but he sees the blood of Jesus over us. That's why Colossians 2, 13 to 14 says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us of all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. So understand that you have a future. You have a chance because Jesus died on the cross thousands of years ago. And today is your day to turn your life around and to take hold of what he did. You know, like make it worth it, even though he died on the cross, but if we don't live for him, it means nothing to us. But we have the chance to give Jesus everything and allow his blood to be put upon us, to be children of God, right john says that he, that those who believe in him have been given the right to become children of god and so we all have access to become children of god but we have to believe in him and give our lives to him so now i want to take the time to share with you all the significance and the revelation that god gave me of what it means that he has given himself to us what his blood means and so the best way to share this with you all is taking you all back to exodus 12. So in Exodus 12, we see the passage of Moses, the Lord raising up Moses to take the Israelites out of Egypt. For the longest time, they have been slaves to the Egyptians, but God used Moses to basically set them free, to lead them to a life of freedom. So I want to read to you all here from Exodus 12, verses 2 through 6. 
God says to Moses, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with the nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with each person who will eat. The animals you choose must be your old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. So what God is basically commanding Moses during this month is for them to take a lamb, right? To take a lamb and to choose a lamb in the 10th day of the first month of the year. And so that's basically the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan now in today's calendar is around March and April. And their time, that's basically the first month of the first year. So God said every time in the month of Nisan, on the 10th day, choose a lamb that they would later sacrifice. Now God later in that chapter in Exodus 12, God later commands them to take the blood of the lamb and to put it upon the doorpost, on the top and sides of their door doorpost. And later that night, God was going to send an angel of death to bring death over the firstborns of every single family. But if they saw the blood, they would not take a life of that family. God says in, in verse 13 in Exodus 12, the blood will be a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. And so later after putting the blood, they were then commanded to eat and feast during twilight. So there you can see that God was teaching the Israelites and everyone the power of the blood of the lamb, that the blood protects them from any plague. And that's why the next day they were to celebrate the Passover. They call it the celebration or the Passover meal to celebrate so to celebrate, you know, them passing over the destruction, right? Like the blood protecting them. Now, this is the significance of how it ties to Jesus and Jesus during the week of Passover and him dying on the cross. So many of y'all know Palm Sunday. So Palm Sunday was basically the day that Jesus walked down Israel as king, right? He walked down the donkey and everyone was basically, you know, declaring him as king and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. So that day was the 10th day of of Nisan, right? And when we look back earlier, when I was reading to you in Exodus, God has said on the 10th day of Nisan, choose the lamb who you are to sacrifice. So that Palm Sunday was the day where Jesus was chosen to be our lamb, to be sacrificed. And on the 14th day, which is the day that they're, they're called to kill the lamb, that was the day that Jesus was crucified for us, right? He was crucified on the day of Passover. In John 19, 14, John says, it was a day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. And this is the time where they were basically uh, preparing to, to have Jesus crucified. He was with Pilate that day and everyone was basically telling him, crucify him, you know, crucify him. And so later that day, Jesus was to be crucified, right? And so we can see there that God was so intentional with the law that he had commanded Moses to do. And so now we're seeing it, God, fulfilling that through Jesus. Now Jesus, right? It's not coincidence that he was our he was chosen and walked out, you know, acknowledged as our king on the day that they're supposed to choose the lambs to slaughter and that he was crucified on the day of Passover, on the day that they were supposed to crucify the lambs, right? And now I want to share with you guys the Passover meal that Jesus had with his disciples and how this also further confirms that Jesus was the spotless lamb for us. In Luke 22, 
Jesus tells his disciples, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. So a lot of us call this the Last Supper. So this was the last supper that Jesus had with the disciples. Then it's later on in verses 19 and 20 when Jesus says, He took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So many of us read this during communion when we take the bread and we take the, um, the wine or the juice to represent the blood of Jesus. But what Jesus was saying here during this last supper with his disciples, he was saying, my body now is given to you, right? Like he now is the lamb given to us. Now we get to, instead of eating the lamb, we're, we get to partake of Jesus. He is our lamb that we get to eat. His body was given to us. And when he says the blood, this blood now is a new covenant. Take this for it is given to you. It is now his blood that washes us clean, right? Like no longer do we have to take the, the blood of the lamb and put it over us, right? Now we have the blood of Jesus that covers us, right? So now Jesus, he has become the spotless lamb of God who has been given to us. Jesus has become our Passover lamb. And so when the Lord revealed this to me and gave me this revelation, it just opened my eyes even more to see like the power and the beauty of what Jesus did for us. Where like even when we take communion, like as we take communion, we are taking part of Jesus, right? We are, we are remembering what he has done for us and we're remembering the blood that washes over us. And that's the power of the blood. That's why Jesus has shown us during Exodus, during the time in Exodus with Moses, that for those who are not under the blood, we're not protected. But because we get to partake of his body and his blood, we no longer have to worry about sickness, right? Or anything else, like we are protected under the blood. And that's why Paul says in Corinthians, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians, he says, if we take communion in a dishonorable way, or we don't acknowledge what the blood and the body actually means, we can put upon sickness and we can even die. Like this is how serious it is, you know? And many of us, we don't, we, we just don't realize it, but there is such significance, you know, like remember like God is such an intentional God and there is purpose and reason why Jesus died when he died, right? Why we do these things. And so this is the week that we get to celebrate, right? And I wanna encourage you all to take communion because this is a beautiful thing, right? Accept Jesus as your savior and then take communion, take part because now we get to eat of his lamb and we get to take part of his blood and we no longer are in sin. Like we are covered now. He has given us salvation. And so like I said earlier in this video, in Christ, we have salvation. We have every spiritual blessing. We have every physical blessing. And we have a hope and a future. And the last thing that I wanted to cover is when Jesus says, for I will not eat this Passover meal again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom. When did it get fulfilled? It got fulfilled when he died on the cross, right? The moment he died on the cross, three days later, he rose up again. Afterwards, there was many accounts of Jesus appearing to the people. And then he had the feast again with them, right? He had communion again with them. He broke bread with them. It says in Luke 24, 31, when Jesus was at the table with the men, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Their eyes began to open, they recognized him, and there Jesus dis disappeared from their sight. But you can see the moment right after Jesus rose again, he did communion with the disciples and with other men, right? And so we can see God, Jesus, fulfilling the promise. 
he now, and that's why in scripture we see in the New Testament them talking about Jesus being the spotless lamb, him shedding his blood on the cross for us. That's what it means, that we're protected, right? And we get to have eternal life and we no longer have to be separated from God because of our sins. Now we get to live one with God. We get to live the holy life that God in had intended for us to live. That's why it says in Ephesians 1, what I read earlier, God chose us before the creation of this world to be holy and blameless through Christ, right? He already had the intention to allow us to live a holy and blameless life as we live a life in Christ. And so I hope that this message has blessed you and I hope that this has given you the revelation of what it means and what Jesus has done for us right what it means that he died for us that he gave his life for us and what we can have when we live in him and for him and so I'd like to pray for you all today God I thank you Lord for those who are listening in God I pray Lord that you would give them a revelation of what it means God what you did on the cross God what your life means for them God I pray, Lord, for those who haven't given their life completely to you, God, that they would right now, God. Holy Spirit, that you would just burn in their hearts, God, and that your revelation of, of who you are would just hit home into them. God, I pray that you would show them how much you love them, God. And despite all the things that they've done, God, your grace is enough that you love them, God, that you even chose to die for them, even while you knew that they would sin, even while you knew what they would do, God. Lord, you still pursue them, and God, you're here today speaking to them and i believe it's not coincidence that you're listening to this god knows what you need and he wants to touch you and he wants you to experience all that he has created you for so i thank you god for those who are listening in in jesus name we pray amen so i pray that you are blessed by this i would encourage you guys definitely if you haven't already subscribe to our youtube channel if you're listening on the podcast subscribe as well and share this with someone Right? You never know who needs to hear this and who could be blessed by this. And so I hope that you guys are all encouraged and blessed. Be sure already as well, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, follow us there at Living Revelations. We share daily encouragement there where you get to experience God and Jesus every single day. And our prayer is that you would find him real in your life through our post. And so I hope that you're encouraged and blessed by this. And I'll talk to you guys next time. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.